Remember, enunciate extra funny. Okay. <laughs> It's quite amazing. Ask not what your cosplays can do for you. Welcome, everyone, back to the Haas Boys podcast. Wow. I got Mike on my right. Hey. Parker on my left. Yeah. Um, we have been on vacation for a couple weeks. We have. Where did you go, Max? I just went down south. Cool. Yeah, I got some sun, hung out by a pool. That's cool. There's sun up here. Pff, doubt it. <laughs> no, there, ooh, the sun down south is hot. Yeah. Really hot. It's hotter there. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this up. If I could ask a Formula One driver one question, and this is a serious thing, yeah. and maybe I've talked about it with you, Mike, ages ago, I would ask them, what do you do if a body part starts itching while you're driving? I think we've talked about that. Because, yeah, I've, I've talked with one of you about it, and I think that would be the hardest part of driving for me. It's like, it's seriously. You can't itch Just it. making faces while you're driving, being like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> On your nose? On your nose? Oh. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> like just, allergies, these guys are outside in all of the world's countries in hot months. Mm. They've got to be getting bad allergies. Yeah. And I can't imagine having something itching and not being able to scratch it for two hours. Yeah. Oh. I feel like itch, like mentality, like the brain itch power. mentality. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's no time for that. Wait, I'm going to start an Instagram page called itch mentality. <laughs> and it's all about just not scratching itches and being a man and P- becoming just pictures alpha. pictures of people yeah. being like on the edge of losing their minds. Yeah. It's, it's actually between you and your dreams is not itching your nose. One of the most key components to uh, Siddhartha's achieving Nirvana. Yeah. So Don't not scratching itch. The itch. L- forgetting the itch. Don't itch. So I'd ask him, like, what, what do you do? Do you get a niche and what do you do? Yeah. I think, did you say that, like, their adrenaline is probably super high and they probably don't feel itches or... I think it's just so focused. Yeah, we talked do about they just this, like, lather themselves ago. in lotion before each time? So they're just, like, <laughs> kind of squishy. Just, <laughs> it's just lidocaine. Yeah. They just spray the inside of their fire suits with lidocaine numbing Crazy oil. Crazy numb. Just... <laughs> Now we know why Charles crashed into the barrier a couple and weeks ago. And we know ago. why Roman was able to get out so miraculously. He wasn't feeling a thing. He was riding high, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and cocaine. And cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other Otmar, one. Otmar. Yeah, Otmar rides the lightning with more than one thing. Um, so that's where I was on vacation. Oh, Parker? Cool. I went to the center of the earth. Oh. It was way hotter. It was way hotter. <laughs> <than> yeah. <laughs> I, I went there to get cool because I heard the underground was cooler, but it's way hotter, man. Jeez. Yeah, it was a cool adventure. and uh, <laughs> and uh, Nice little Airbnb down there. There's a, the cutest <laughs> Airbnb just below the mantle <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> and I found Jules Verne's body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does, is there a good view of like a His lava body? flow? Yeah, you can see everything. <laughs> oh, lava flows? Yeah. Uh, Something no, a lot it's less. Kind of, you, it's just kind of like earth and then lava. And so there's not really any sort of uh, like free threshold. air. There's not free air. Oh, okay. It's pretty much whatever space you can dig out for yourself, which I think is a really cool like forward kind of like pre-man way to live <laughs> is it like a cul-de-sac whatever you can is whatever you space you can it? dig out is what you have to live in 
And so there's not really a lot of room for big views. And I liked that. I liked that. There's not a lot of excess underground. And it really brought me back to my roots, no pun intended. And uh, I just felt very grounded, no pun intended. So I'm glad to be uh, back out into the sun and seeing... Uh, people <laughs> and is in people and other animals that can see me because everything except for you when you're that deep is blind. Interesting. Oh, okay. And so it's nice to see people that are looking at me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. great. Where'd you go, Mike? I didn't go anywhere. Uh, Mike yeah. has been paying attention to Formula One news. I have. Yeah. Mike, has anything happened? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a single thing. If you, uh, I've heard happened. there's been some news. Top oh. of your top of the list. Yeah, I have Mike. like fifty Instagram notifications. What are those for? <laughs> Nothing. I mean, it's nothing. Seems, it's been really quiet. Let's start uh, with maybe one. What's Ferrari up to these days? <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What are people saying about Ferrari? Is it nice? Oh, are they saying nice things? Are they saying nice things? <laughs> well, Do people love Bonotto? <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the buzz. He's now. Tell us about that. The no, Bonotto buzz around the paddock. Let's talk about them for a moment. Right now, in qualifying, who has the fastest car? Uh, Ferrari. Ferrari. Here's the thing. In my opinion, the Ferrari is the fastest car on the grid this year. It's super quick. It dominates over one lap. And that also dominates in the hands of Charles, who has set a lot of pole positions this year. However, it's no secret that Red Bull has substantially more wins than the Ferrari team this year. Yeah, we have seen Ferrari make some pretty bad mistakes, crashing, and they've crashed cars. Things have caught on fire. Some of it has been their fault. And some of it hasn't been. Some of it's been driver mm-hmm. error. Some of it's been team error. But here's the thing. Those add up really quickly. So if you're having driver errors and team errors and just errors everywhere, Mm -hmm. you suddenly end up having the fastest car and absolutely nothing to show for it. Yeah. And that's where we are right now. As we know, leading up to, let's go back to France, since we didn't even talk about French GP. Yeah. The French GP was a catastrophic failure for Charles, who was leading and found himself in a barrier. And then as Carlos rebounded, to have a good finish and was going to be on the podium. Mm-hmm. The Ferrari team, A, botched his pit stop and unsafe released him into the path of a Williams and was very near miss. And then pull, called him into a pit to, yeah, to box right after passing Checo. Yeah, crazy, crazy. So the Hungaro ring, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. They did it again. <laughs> Well, this time... Oh, yeah, we had that that fun cool-down room with Lewis and Max and George, and <laughs> Lewis is like, they were on the hards, and Max like, yeah, like they, they all <laughs> they start chuckled. laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, they went to the hards? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's that, it's that ridiculous. It's that ridiculous that even the drivers who have no idea what's going on in the race knew that that was the wrong tire to go on. Yeah. yeah. They're making it really hard. To be to be a fan of Ferrari, uh, yeah. man. Yeah. If, it, like, I know the Tifosi is also extremely critical. And for those of our listeners that of don't Bonotto? know, they're just critical in general of yeah, the yeah. Ferrari Tifosi team. is the fans. That's yes. what they call the fans of Ferrari. Tifosi is a, a term that they use for Italian soccer fans and mm. also Scuderia Ferrari fans. Oh, oh gotcha. for soccer too. 
Yeah, so okay. it's kind of like a blanket term for Italian fans, but the Formula One sense it's used to be the Ferrari fans. Yeah. But they are brutal, and so is the Italian press. And so there's got to be a ton of pressure in Italy right now for Ferrari, given that it's so obvious to all of the paddock, to the media, to everybody that it just is crumbling with the best car. Well, I, I think I sent it in the group chat today, like Formula One had posted a prompt. Who like which team has surprised you most so far this season? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's response is just straight Ferrari, Ferrari. all the way down the comments section. Well, you know Bonotto's looking at being at that being like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have done it. We have done it. <laughs> we are it's French. French. We have done it. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Parker, you're really good at Italian. Yeah. Why can't you do this accent? We, we have done Let's it. See. We have a done it. Yeah. It is. We <laughs> have a done it. We surprised the fans. <laughs> they're loving how fast we are. But it's so quick. Everyone's like, that's not what they're talking about, Bonotto. But yeah, didn't someone say like, or, or Bonotto's like, we're not changing. Nothing needs to change. Yeah. It's his continual and that's statement. what we have the evidence of right is that he should just continue doing what he's doing <laughs> and getting us up into the top six. endlessly and i love it man it's getting haas higher yeah it is it's a guaranteed two spots every race <laughs> for haas and so we're behind you bonotto we're behind you keep it up i feel like that's mercedes is taking advantage of that really well so well their their car oh. is getting really good and mike you predicted them figuring their car out by summer break yeah and they're there at just a small flex it's getting better but ferrari can't when they both they're dropped out, Mercedes is like, we all bump up. Right. Yeah. And Mercedes is right there. So Matteo Bonotto, who is team principal at Ferrari, has been with the team his entire career. He has never worked for another team, another manufacturer. Mm. He's literally been with the prancing pony his entire time. Grease and palms <laughs> in the upper echelons of the prancing pony his whole adult life. Marinering those noodles. <laughs> <laughs> He's spending all his time in Is that a euphemism for something? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Could have been. I don't know. Uh, write in. See, uh, tell us what you think it is. <laughs> Otmeyer. Tell us what Otmeyer thinks Otmeyer. it is. Otmeyer. Look, like the guy was a engineering head for the engine department when Michael Schumacher was on the team and has continued to rise the ranks all the way to where he is now. But something that's interesting is ever since Michael Schumacher left the team, they've had a horrendous track record and a culture that just has been not great mm. of winning races and winning championships. Mm. They have one lone championship in the middle of a lot of disappointment. Yeah, And so who's looking at this and saying, huh, we should keep the people that are in it's there. So, yeah, in it's there. so weird. If this was a business, like any other business, oh my gosh, if they're still running a strategy from the late 90s? Right. You are a dead business. Yeah, and those people are slowly cycling out mm -hmm. until they're all gone. Mm -hmm. Right. 20 years, right? Right. So over 20 years, all yeah. of those people would be fired with prejudice. So what's going on? Well, so yeah. here's another factor in here that I, I listened to an interview on Beyond the Grid with Stefano Domenicali. Does this name ring a bell for either of you? Yeah, it's Italian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Stefano Domenicali was the team principal at Ferrari between Ross Braun, Jean Tot era of Ferrari, which was Michael Schumacher. So uh -huh. he was at the tail end of Michael's career on through Kimi and Alonso 
all the way up to Sebastian. He has a pretty dark age under his reign Mm. for the Ferrari team. But something that he said that when he worked at Ferrari and he was running the team was there was one time at Silverstone where Michael had a really terrible accident, Michael Schumacher, and he broke his leg. Oh, wow. And when Michael was interviewed after, he just said, oh, it's just a matter of circumstance. I will heal, we'll get better, and we'll come back stronger, and refused to say anything. And in this interview, it was the first time that anyone had ever heard that it was the mechanic's fault. They botched an installation of a part and the brakes failed and Michael knew it. He, he crashed into the wall with no brakes and it broke his leg. Wow. Oh. And so Michael kind of built this culture at Ferrari of it's not the team's fault. It's which, nobody's which fault. Which is what we've been smelling right. from Leclerc and signs like crazy this You're season. Right. They're all crazy defending the team. Getting up on the screen and saying like, it's my fault. I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. Right. And even... If you don't have a bone to pick with Ferrari, you've got to look at that and be like, dude, yeah, that's not what this looks like. Mm. And I understand the strength it could add to the team to be like, I have faith in you. But the reality is, is it's not adding that. Right now it feels like it's a complete lack of admission of it's what's like a, it's wrong. It's like a little cult. Right. And so although I get that that could build a culture of like building each other up and solving problems and not pointing fingers... All it's doing is just collapsing the team. Mm, yeah. yeah, and letting Bonotto just get away with being a crappy administrator. Right, and it <laughs> seems as though that that like, culture that was built with Michael runs deep with Bonotto because he worked with him and now has remained a part of the team and what it's doing moving forward. Yeah. So I can't believe that that's the case, but it seems to make sense. So we're not going to be seeing any changes in the next couple of races. I'd be curious if they actually happen. Wow. But it seems to me like maybe they will do things, but they just won't make it very public. Whereas at the other teams, especially at Red Bull, Mm. they're pretty quick to just make it known that they're going to make changes. (laughs) Crazy. Well, speaking of other teams, have any other teams announced anything? Oh, what about? Yeah. I feel like I remember there hearing been any something. Big announcements since we went on vacation. Have there Who been? Else has made ideas. Let's start with um, Sebastian. I heard something about Sebastian. Sebastian got an Instagram. Is that what you're talking about? He finally got it on Instagram. He's finally got a social media account. What's his handle? Sebastian Vettel. How'd he get that? <laughs> <laughs> you're, I can't see your mouth, but your eyes are like so mad. <laughs> Something something tells me you he wait has ten a years few to get cat. on Instagram, then you just get Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> How does that happen? That's that's true. There's got to be a million fan accounts. Something tells me that even if he just messaged a fan and said, "Hey, this is Sebastian Vettel. Can I have this?" Yeah. yeah. But that's not the big news. Sebastian announced his retirement. He did. And how do you I, feel about that, Mike? I feel like it was inevitable. Were you surprised? Yes, I felt like it was a year sooner than I expected. I wasn't really surprised. Really? Yeah, yeah I was like, he's, he seems to not be fully engaged in racing right now. He's just gotten screwed a lot of times. Mm. And he seems like he just kind of hates the FIA. And mm. like, it's just kind of, you know, he's a good sport, but it's just, you get that sense from him that it's just kind of like, all right. <laughs> that's kind of my thought too. And that's maybe a newcomer's version of Sebastian Vettel's career. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, Mike. Pretty accurate. But one thing that I was actually thinking 
when I was listening to St- Stefano Domenicali's interview, comparing Ferrari previously to Ferrari now and how Sebastian was the target of all of their problems. And now this was the, mm. it was oh, instead right. of it being the car or instead of it being the car having a problem, it was always Sebastian. It was always the team's doing their job, Sebastian's not. Yeah. Mm. The problem with that is, is that like, if we go back through the history book, Fernando Alonso lost his championship with Ferrari, the first one, on a bad strategy call. It came down to just one bad strategy call that handed Sebastian his first title and robbed Alonso of his. Yikes. And so it was a big mess up. They were paying attention to cover off another driver on a pit stop for just one race, not factoring in the championship. Wow. Sebastian won. They've already got a bad history with strategy calls. You go from Alonso, who didn't win a title with Ferrari, to Sebastian, and you're talking two of everyone acknowledges this. Two of the some of the best drivers in in the sport, and Sebastian's the target of everything that went wrong at Ferrari for the time that he was there. And they were very critical of his errors and all, everything. Again, not winning championships against Lewis was his fault. But now we see Charles and Charles Golden Boy, super fast across one lap. We've seen him perform in situations where the car is nowhere near where it should be mm-hmm. and at Sauber and both with Ferrari when the team was had a crappy engine and everything, he was still delivering. But now he's struggling. He's not being able to deliver. The team's choking. And it seems more obvious now that it's an error that runs deeper than just Charles. And because I feel like the public's more invested in Charles, they're also mm-hmm. way l- less quick to be like, it's the driver, it's the driver, it's the driver. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the best parallel we've seen for being, whether or not we can actually judge Sebastian's time at Ferrari, the way that everyone does, I think we're getting our best look into what it's actually like with Charles. Mm. And that's the disappointing part of Sebastian's mm. retirement is we know that he wanted to, he wanted to do what Michael Schumacher did. Mm. He wanted to be the German that won for the red team. And that was his goal. And so for him not to reach his goal, it's, it's, it's disappointing. That seems to be a theme throughout the history, right? Nicky Lauda, we see German. He's Austrian, Austrian. but you know, similar. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The thing that I'm thinking about now is just like, who has had like a really good story? Not a lot of drivers get like a really good story. A right. lot of these drivers that are up right now, I mean, the billionaire boys kind of have pretty smooth sailing. They move from team to team. If you know, I mean, in the case of Lance, dad buys the new team, he moves to that team, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But I'm thinking like Ricardo, not an easy story. Gasly, not an easy story. Mm. Lewis, Lewis has a pretty though, cool story. Lewis does have a pretty smooth story. Yeah. Right. Where he just got in and won like crazy and he had the car. Yeah. But then you've got Vettels who are yeah. consistent. And yeah, I'm sure he made mistakes, but got blamed for a lot. It's very clear that he was blamed for a lot and he just didn't have a smooth story. And like that's that's uh that seems to be more common than not mm-hmm. in F one. Yeah, and if you've watched the Senna documentary, I feel like they do a really good job of outlining political games in the movie Rush as well. So if you are a newcomer and you've delved into some of this you see moments where the FIA they have a favorite and they pick them and they 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 give them special treatment James Hunt is disqualified from his first win because the width of his car is like a millimeter too long or something 
So Which like, is just a way to pick the winner. It was just to give Nikki a win. Yeah. You know, and they liked Nikki. There is a lot of that stuff. And it, lately there's a lot of chatter around the Piranha Club is what they call the team principals. I've never heard this. I haven't heard that. And the reason that they're talking about this is something that we're going to get into in a minute. But it's because of what's happening at Alpine. So we're going to get back to that. Well, Alonso is now going to Aston. The old retirement club is we're going to start calling Aston Martin the retirement community yeah, center. Yeah, the retirement community. <laughs> because we know Lance is not going to another team ever. No. No. Alonso just knocked on Sebastian's door to ask him if Lance was planning on parking and guest parking overnight. But that's not allowed. Yeah. I mean, and he doesn't have an extra permit. He has to have that permit to be able to park there. Yeah. He's going to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to hear about that. Yeah, they're going to bring it up in front of the board. Yeah, the HOA is going to have a field day with that one. Well, Alonzo to Aston Martin is a huge shakeup, something that people weren't really anticipating. Mm. It seemed like Fernando was going to retire with whatever team he came back with. Yeah. So this was just a huge surprise to see yeah. him flip the bird to yeah. Alpine and go to Aston. Yeah, Alpine seems cool. to be performing better than Aston. What did they promise? I think... It's funny, I think last year when drivers shift around and they're like, why did you go to this team? They're like, well, they said that they're going to, their power unit is just going to be so great. They've been like developing the aero package really well. I'm like, every team says Everybody that. Right, saying that. No team is like- Selling the same crap. We've really sucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. We, we dumped a lot of money into marketing and nothing into the development of the power unit. <laughs> we have unit. amazing sweatshirts. It's like the, it's like the Apple- uh, keynote or the Apple meeting every year where they just say that they've rebuilt everything from the ground up and yeah. everyone's like, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they said that they built a brand new engine and that they're going to be the best team <laughs> and I want Martin. that. I'm excited about the Alonzo <laughs> yeah. thing yeah. because I feel like as a, you know, as a newer fan, at least, you know, as compared to Mike, <laughs> I feel like everybody's a newer fan compared <laughs> yeah. to Mike. Those old days are coming to an end. Mm hmm like with Vettel leaving. Yeah. Like who are we left with? Lewis and Alonzo. Yeah. It's crazy. And these days are coming to a close. The naturally yeah. aspirated guys are, are fading fast. Seriously. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see Alonzo do some work in a car. So I'm just like all the power to him to just get in a, some good races. I love it. Lawrence Stroll hired Johnny Ive to give him a keynote. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, we have a revolutionary design. And Alonzo's like, I want that. I give me that car. It's exciting. So when Alonzo moved to Aston, we're shifting gears all over the place. Because <laughs> like, yeah, we're just going f flying through the track, downshifting, upshifting, side shifting. <laughs> yeah. If um, that caused like a big shakeup. Because time. it was like, all the dominoes started falling in terms of like insane things happening. Right. So Alonzo announced going to Aston. Well, and I believe that the reason that that was happening and from what I've heard and the little buzz of the paddock is that Alpine had told Alonzo that he would have one more season with the team mm -hmm. next year and then replaced by Piastri. So they'd already given him the frameworks of what was left of his career and that they wouldn't give him a multi-year deal and Aston Martin was willing to give that to him and that's why he jumped at the opportunity. They, they took kind of a risk telling him the whole plan. Right. Because they basically just said, he's done 
when mm-hmm. he's done with us. By right. doing that, they were banking on that. Right. You're you're gonna dangle the carrot if you're gonna try to keep somebody along. Well, and that's the wrong person to do that to. Yeah. Like, tell me I'm too old, and I will Fernando Alonso your ass. But yeah. <laughs> I It'd feel be like fun he... to see him start tearing it up more. Right. Oh, I really want to see that. He's had some amazing mo- moments though yeah, in the past two he's seasons. Been great. But he's not not winning moments. But he, <laughs> but he is. He's the 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 small character, the small guy in Elf, when he's like, call me an elf one more time. Yeah, right. He's having that same reaction every yeah. time someone says he's old. He's going to run across the table and kick him in the chest. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like that was the move. That now has put a weird spiral around Alpine into effect as Alpine then announced Oscar Piastri as their new driver. Let's go. For next year. We talked about it, man. We did. You heard it here we first. S- we learned how to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> we were many, talking about many times. <laughs> we were talking about Oscar Piastri for And it turns weeks out ago. he's Australian for some reason. I sounded like he was from Miami. Yeah. I can't. Piastropaldi. Australians have really difficult names. <laughs> like Ri- Ricciata. Yeah. Then that was just suddenly blown up. Because Oscar was like, I'm not going to Alpine. He then posted on his social media, what are you guys talking about? I never said that. I won't be racing for Alpine next year. And here's what's crazy is that for those of you who aren't tuned into the IndyCar world, this happened the week before in IndyCar with the same team. So in IndyCar, McLaren exists. And so in Formula One, McLaren exists. And it's run by the same guy. His name's Zach. Right now, his name's Mud with me. Zach runs IndyCar? He's got an IndyCar team as well. There, a driver was announced as a Chip Ganassi driver for next year. His name's Alex Pillow. And he posted on his social media immediately after the announcement and said, I'm not racing for Chip Ganassi Racing next year. And also the quote in that press release is not me because I didn't make a quote. What is happening over yeah, there? Why right? are these Seriously. teams thinking they can have these drivers? So this identical, like it mirror image a week before in IndyCar and I remember I texted my brother-in-law loves IndyCar and I texted him but I said this is ugly like get your crap together yeah. and then they and, did it again <laughs> and then it happened again and then in Formula 1 which is just just worse it just seems like there's such a huge stage but there's a common denominator and it's Zach Brown yeah. So here's the question. What is going on with Zach Brown? Well, first off, I wonder if he's just why busy. Are, yeah, why are these teams... <laughs> he's just busy. So why do busy these teams deals? think they can get these drivers? Well, everything's negotiable. So, so Alpine is like, why do they think Oscar can drive for them? They had an option in their contract to continue mm. to work with him beyond his reserve driver role and that he could step up into the seat should he be called up. Mm. And so they called him up for next year. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, no, I, I race, I don't race for you, which there still has been no formal announcement from McLaren. But the loud rumor mill is that McLaren is signed him to replace Daniel Ricciardo. Mm. And here's the thing. Daniel has a contract for next year. So Daniel has a contract at McLaren. Right. Alpine has a contract for Oscar to race for them. Right. And they're just throwing all those to the garbage. From what I understand at the moment, they're going to pay Daniel to not race for him for McLaren next year. They're going to give him $15 million to sit out. What? And, and replace him with Oscar Piastri. What? This is just bonkers. This Where is are you just hearing insanity. this? Just rumor mill. No, this is, the, yeah, this is what the reports say. So, the reports. The reports that exist that have not been Formula One statements. That but, is 
freaking bats. But some of the more reliable news outlets have reported this. Okay, so can we see Ricardo taking that 15 mil and just going somewhere else? Yes. Where? Potentially Alpine. But, but here's the thing. I want to I kind of explain where this idea comes from and where I can see the justification. I don't like this idea. <laughs> so let me be clear. I feel like this is a huge blow to McLaren and their popularity. They're ranked the number one most popular team in the sport right now. And they're flushing it down the toilet. It's because it's not because everyone loves Lando. <laughs> it isn't. It truly <laughs> isn't. I know he's well, popular. He's popular, but like... But he's not Daniel. He's not Daniel. And so they're literally burning that at the stake in front of everybody. They're like, they're burning the flag from McLaren in front of everyone. It's yeah. very, yeah. it's a very weird feeling around it. But here's the one thing that I can justify for it. If the teams have a $200 million annual spend on the car and the team and the engineering and the research and development. Sweatshirts. And a few swags, a few swag items like Monaco shirts. And Things. The team has so much more in that budget size than just the $15 million that Daniel's promised. So if you have a $200 million commitment and a $15 million thing that you're uncertain about, you just go ahead and pay that $15 million fee and move on with the $200 million. Because in the grand scheme of things, it's a small fish mm. in a very big pond. Mm. So if you want to keep developing this car, making it better, and do it for the next five, six years, mm. you, and you don't know if that driver is going to be there for that long, I guess you just invest in the next guy. It's exciting and also just so strange. I feel like I didn't see this coming. Yeah, I don't feel like Daniel's performances have been to the point where it's like, we're going to pay you to not oh, drive. Nobody, nobody. Yeah thinks that. We yeah. know that it's been not equal to Lando, but most of the drivers on the grid are suffering from the same problem with their teams. I still just, we've, we've already talked about it. About yeah. it. What the heck yeah. are they thinking yeah. treating Daniel like that? It's crazy to like, me. Like nobody is looking at Daniel's performance and being like, oh, that guy, he's on thin ice. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I, yeah, it's really weird. The, the only many, driver to win for McLaren <laughs> yeah. in 11 years. He's on thin ice. <laughs> that includes Jensen Button and <laughs> Fernando Alonso. And maybe they don't want to win. That'd be a cool conspiracy theory. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Zach can't afford to tattoo more tracks on his arms. <laughs> he's terrified of tattoos. He's like, get him off the team. He's like, he's going to make me bet my actual Earnhardt card. Like, I'm going to have to give it to him. I can't do this. I love this theory. That he's just sabotaging his own team because he doesn't want to lose personal assets. That and needle hurt. It hurt very much. I don't want that to happen again. I'm just curious. Did Daniel take Zach's wife out to a nice seafood dinner? Oh. Like, is that what this is about? He's Ooh. whining and dining, Mrs. Brown. Maybe. But we loved Zach so much at the beginning of this year. Yeah. What? How, why he was, he, he why was like he a good dad away? for us. Yeah, he was our dad. Why is he throwing away our opinion of him? <sighs> it's weird. Does he know here's, what he's doing? I don't think he knows. Is he smoking crack? <laughs> Did Otmar? He might have uh, passed the with pipe. My gosh. He might have passed. Now that you say that, I'm, I have to say, I've never heard of him not smoking crack. <laughs> so this is really this is interesting. My, my I mean, really weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard somebody talk about him not smoking crack, which is weird. Seems obvious at this stage that no one has. <laughs> Right. It's really interesting. <laughs> okay, this is getting It makes thick. sense. It makes sense if you well, think about it. <laughs> and if you think about it, 
<laughs> There's another American who seems to be rising to the occasion, though. Oh, who's that? Gunter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Schaffenauer. Oh, yes. Says that there is nothing stopping Alpine from taking Daniel back. Which he said that? He said that in an they, interview. This is the juiciest season yeah, ever. Crazy. They are they are still so heartbroken that they got broken up with Daniel. Uh, yeah, it's like Otmar was at Aston Martin when it happened, and he's still heartbroken that he left. I don't uh, know how he could be. Maybe they're going to get back the one that got away. And then is Cyril going to come back? Okay. Summer after high school when we first met. <laughs> 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 Parker and I, we were watching, was it the French Grand Prix? Mm-hmm. And Hulkenberg came up in the point standing? Yeah. Yeah. You saw that too? I, I, t- I was you guys know Because I was like, Did, why is he on there? And then he was off. Yeah. But he still's on there. Why Why? Why is he on there? So Hulkenberg is on the point standings because if you guys remember, Vettel had COVID at the beginning of the year. He didn't why start did the season. Have, he got no but did Hulkenberg race? He did in, in oh. Vettel's place. He got no, airtime. no, none at all. And nobody wow. talked about it. No, but he started the season for Aston Martin. So he's uh, officially like a driver on point standings. So there's a 21st position in man, Hulkenberg. Yeah, I miss Hulkenberg so much. Hulkenberg. So it got zero attention. Yeah. None. Like, like I didn't even remember that until now. I was like, I feel yeah. like that has to play somewhat of Vettel's energy for the season in his retirement that he mm. just didn't even start the year. Yeah. Like yeah. their testing yeah. and everything was done by yeah. Hulkenberg. Yeah, good. good. Thanks for clearing that up. And then last little thing that we kind of saw, Mick made an announcement about, or Haas made an announcement about the, his contract. What was that? They've said that they're stopping talks with Mick at this point. And it's because they don't believe that Mick is going to go anywhere. Oh. And so they're just going to hold off. Yeah, They're basically saying, there's a Mick's lot not a hot of, chick, we can cool it on talks. Haas there's a lot of movement. hard to get. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of movement in the paddock right now, and one of their seats being available is actually very intriguing to some of the drivers on the grid. Which cool. is freaking crazy. Yeah, it is. When you look at where Haas was yeah. last year, yeah. this is insane. It's insane. But a car that's finished sixth this year, where a lot of cars haven't gotten anywhere near sixth this yeah. year, it's a hot ticket. Yeah. And so Mick... I feel like Gunter is sitting there across from Megan. We're done talking about this. You're right. <laughs> you're either here next year or you're not. <laughs> there's just like a, my phone's blowing up a little too much. Yeah, because there's how many people in the air that could quick just make that switch and be like, Haas improved more than any other team. Apparently, everyone's in the air if it's Zach Brown. I mean, <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo could go to Haas and oh still be making $15 gosh. million. Dollars. Right. Get, what if get the what if get America's cousin in American America's yeah. F one team? That would be freaking amazing. I, I would welcome lose my mind. I would welcome Daniel. Could you imagine having Ricardo Haas merge? Yes. Oh my god. Could you imagine having Ricardo and Magnuson together? Something mm. about that seems like it would be just a hoot. Yeah, two mm. great drivers, experienced drivers, and such different personalities that for some reason they would be hilarious mm. together. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a great dream, right At there. At the same time, 
I have come to love Mix so much. Yeah. Even yeah. more this year. And we like, want to see him. We want to if he if he's done a ton this season. Yeah. And be cool. It'll be fun to watch him continue. I think he would have to stay. It would be a dumb move for him to leave Haas. I agree. And yeah. I think they've cultivated oh, yeah. such like a good relationship and yeah. working relationship that it would be a huge blow to mm-hmm. Mick to go to another yeah, team. Yeah, because he'd be giving up K-Mag too. Yeah. Like, and that relationship is hugely beneficial. Yeah, for imagine he went to, you know, Alpine and had Ocon as a teammate. You think Ocon's going to tell him anything? No. Yeah. Any other news from Haas? Well, here's the thing. Mike, you have something on your brain. My tinfoil hat. What are you thinking about? Guys, New Haas merch, tinfoil hats. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, <gasps> really quick. <laughs> what? I went to lunch with a friend at Village Inn. For those of you that the don't know, place. it's like, you know, one of these older establishment diner chains in the West. It's older, so it's real popular with like over 60 year olds. I'm excited. The people that get and the there discount. Was a dude, there's, there's definitely some MAGA crowd. <laughs> that's enjoying the cheap pie on Tuesdays. <laughs> I was in there with my pal and a guy, like farmer guy, like oh, suspenders and everything came in and he had a baseball cap that was covered in tinfoil. Oh. Which I had never seen before. A real life tinfoil hat. I had never seen a real life tinfoil hat, but it was like straight up, it was a baseball <laughs> cap that he had fitted with tinfoil. So anyway, he's worried about the EMP or came from having a perm. Like, (laughs) but that's crazy. That is crazy. And I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, is this a joke? And then, you know, he was there the whole time we were there. And I'm like, no. Yeah. He's really believing in that. So I just needed to put, mark that moment in time is actually singing a real tinfoil hat. That's amazing. So what are you tinfoil hatting about? Is there a possibility that Mattia Bonotto is in such hot water that they are hunting for his replacement. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And what other Italians would be up to the job? And what other Italians already have some work that they're doing r- remotely in Marinello? And are being quite successful at it. And and doing a much better job. And rhyme with Boonter. <laughs> Paffenauer. <laughs> What the hell is his name? <laughs> Boonter Schmeinger Steiner and forgot his name. <laughs> Don't get me started on this again, Oscar Pitness. <laughs> Boonter Steiner Nauer. Now, an important thing to note here, and the reason why this isn't a ridiculous thing to say, is that they only pick Italians. We'll say that for the last while, because Ross Braun was British and Jean Thought is... French. Mm. And so the last two very successful people who piloted Ferrari to championships were not Italian. So, but is there favoritism in that way? It seems as though the brand very much likes keeping it Italian. And as much as Gunter does not sound Italian, <laughs> he is he Italian is. Swiss. So you think Gunter could get uh, poached to the Ferrari team? You know, I, don't, I actually wish I knew a little bit deeper on this, on whether or not he has ownership in Haas F1. Mm. However, you know, I oh, think no that, doubt. yeah, I'm sure some, but, uh, you know, Total Wolf, I think, had some ownership in Williams and then mm. moved to Mercedes mm. and now owns a third of Mercedes. 
Wild. I, I, that's a wild. That's a wild theory. It's a wild theory. Gunter's built up Haas. Really hoping that I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think he's just such a DGAF guy. Yeah. That and he loves Haas. Yeah. That I just do not see that happen. Yeah. He's a bootstrap Formula One team principal, yeah. Yeah. and I don't think that having all the budget at Ferrari would even really suit him in that way. But we lost Zach Brown. If we lose our favorite team principal, <laughs> yeah. I am out of the sport. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the real point of this is that this silly season right now is shaping up. Silly to, season. To, silly really, season. <laughs> to really disappoint us next year and not have a very silly season because we will be missing Sebastian and Daniel. Yeah. Uh, the two funny guys. The two of the We're best personalities. We're going to get the best jokes from George Russell. Ugh, that's a grim oh, Who's going to give future. us jokes? George and Lando <laughs> oh, on their discords. They're cool, oh, funny gosh. knee slappers. <laughs> All those funny jokes that Lewis posts. <laughs> it's going to be a crack up next season. It's going to be a uh, uh, yes. shaping up to be a sad season. It's going to be a really depressing season if we can't get Daniel on a seat. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> We're not scared. Nah, this is a crazy summer break. It's a wild summer break. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Haas Boys Summer, the first Haas Boys Summer. Yeah. And it has gone bazonkers. Yeah, it's going bonky. Yeah. We'll we'll happily start a team for any drivers that need a place to have a seat. Yeah. It's an ASPCA <laughs> for lost drivers. Oh, yeah. And it's just yeah. a seat. Yeah. There's not a car. Literally it's just, just a, seat. a desk seat. Yeah. To come but and it's a show seat. with us. <laughs> We're a no-kill pound for lost drivers. <laughs> yeah. Come to us. Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg's been here for a while. Will you remember me? One dollar can save this dog. Do, 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 I, I did not do that doo-wop doo sound very well. <laughs> Every time I sing a song, you guys go into an annoying <laughs> doo-wop. That's not the song I'm singing. Will you remember me? Do, do. I will remember you. Don't let your life pass you by. We've not borne the memories. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I hate this so much. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. Um, we have. You should have stopped by now. We have a lot of. If you haven't stopped by now, <laughs> thanks for listening all the way through. Yeah. We're going to be answering lots of questions in the future. Lots more episodes coming up. Please keep sending in drunk messages, emails. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Rate us on Spotify. It helps. Absolutely. And trying to get that Village Inn sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> that sweet Village Inn cash. That pie money. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Bye. Which I think is a really cool forward kind of like pre-man way to live.